Welcome to the Masters in Motion podcast, where we empower Masters athletes to reach their full potential. Join us as we delve into the world of CrossFit and showcase the strength, resilience, and determination of Masters athletes, because we love this sport. I'm Jason Grubb. I'm here with Rick Stevenson. Hey, Rick, how are you? Doing well. It's another week. Just past past the game, still on the game's high myself. Not nearly as much, uh, I'm sure you are. Oh, but, uh, I'm, enjoying it. I'm just straight up sick now, which is great. Uh, my family was sick prior to the games, and I kept myself fairly quarantined, washed my hands like a crazy person. And uh, then they got sick again, like the Monday before the games. So whatever they were healing from, they got sick again. And again, I kept myself well, well quarantined. And now that every all the adrenaline, all that stuff is worn off, I've got exactly what they had. I started with like a, a sniff in my nose. I started coughing. And uh, my wife was like, so does your head hurt? And does your neck feel like you slept wrong? I'm like, yes. She's like, oh, yeah, buckle up. You're going to have some fun for the next few days. Uh, um, so well, I'm in the better, middle of it. Better now. Um, better now than a week ago. I we cannot imagine that, yeah. having yep. this last week. That would have been absolutely horrible. So it is what it is. And, uh, you know, of all the weeks of the year that I'm not training specifically where I, I actually want to be doing stuff, I'm antsy and I'm ready to get going, but I'm still tapping the brakes, letting my body just chill out, central nervous system, chill out, and maybe Saturday, maybe even waiting till Sunday, but or Monday, I'm sorry. Once I can get going, I can't wait to get back to training, you know? This is the only week of the year now, I think, that I'm out, out training you. Yeah, it's been a it's been a regular, it's been a good week. Uh, it started a new cycle. Uh, I'm actually taking a little bit of time Saturday and Sunday to be part of a um, three-person team at a local competition about an hour south of uh, where I'm at here, the Survival Games. Uh, did them back in 2019. Uh, I've had a pretty good experience, uh, and then just life gets in the way here in August. So going back, I got asked to be on the team and, um, uh, looking forward to it. So it's a very early Saturday morning, drive down the road and buckle up, but go do uh, it. I'll I... give, I'll give you, I'll give you a review next week. How about that? That sounds good. That sounds um, Give us a review yeah. of your experience there. Well, what do we have the... in the news this week? Well, I think, uh, now that the games have passed, uh, we, you and I are very, looking very much forward to the age group masters off season of events. Uh, but I think before we button up, uh, the 2023 game season, uh, wouldn't hurt to speculate a little bit now on maybe where we think the games will be held next year, just because yeah. it was made very clear that this was Madison's last year as host. So from what, 2017 to 2023, Madison was a good host, absent 2020 during the pandemic. Um, I've so never you, competed you go, anywhere else. You know, Yeah, Carson, mm-hmm. Carson to, uh, well, actually the ranch to Carson to Madison. And now what's your best guess for 2024 and, and well, beyond maybe? I'll tell you where I think it's not going to be. Um, You know, CrossFit HQ is now in Boulder, Colorado, and I cannot imagine them trying to make it happen in Colorado. I think that the altitude would be so detrimental to performance that it would actually Mm -hmm. really negate the show unless people arrived two months in advance and started to uh, acclimate to that altitude. So I mean, that's it's not going to be a huge ask. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's huge. It's, it's not going to be Colorado. I don't think they're going back to Carson either. So I think that's a fairly safe bet. Mm-hmm. So what was their shortlist historically? I mean, Birmingham was what was leaked mm-hmm. to the to morning chalk up at one point when they when I mean, that's what we all thought, though. Birmingham. OK, mm-hmm. what's in Birmingham? Well, there's an amazing college campus a vi a, a revitalized college campus. And yep. 
Uh, I've been through there. It's amazing. And so Birmingham, if they were to re-sign that deal, although Birmingham is pretty toasty in the summer, uh, like any place in the South would be, the facilities would be top-notch and, and just through the roof. Other than that, I don't remember what some of the other cities were. I think Nashville was in the mix. Austin yeah, was it, in the mix? Yeah, I, I, I think maybe somebody wrote about Austin too, but Austin falls in that category, just like Birmingham would be. Uh, I know the, the heat that the South is getting this year is maybe a little unusually hot, but sure. even you knock 10 degrees off, it's still hot and humid. And is that, you know, we saw what it felt. We know what it feels like in Madison. You saw how it impacted athletes just this year. And you're in Wisconsin, for crying out loud. So uh, I, I still think they stay away from the South. I could be completely wrong, uh, but somewhere in the Midwest, centrally located, near a decent-sized airport maybe, with some good infrastructure. And what you were talking about with uh, Birmingham was University of Alabama Birmingham down there. Yes. So, you know, some kind of a campus that has a, an arena, uh, maybe maybe an aquatic center, certainly track. They Maybe they go back to that old school like they did out in um, – uh, Carson, where you had the track and you had the soccer stadium and you had the tennis stadium. And in fact, they even were I mean, inside the Hippodrome for the for the rowing. That would be so much fun. And I, I, I mean, I would really love to be able to see those multiple venues. I, I love what mm-hmm. they've done in Madison where they built North Park. I mean, that's a it's a parking lot that they build an entire mm-hmm. st- stadium and stands on it's very impressive it's beautiful out there uh but to have more of that all in one campus they've taken us swimming Mm -hmm. at a pool in madison we've swam in open water uh if they have a place like where we're doing legends the legends championship in arizona i believe that's at asu you know they have the Mm -hmm. campus to work with there and if the games has a place like that uh that could be really interesting or you think of a place like i think columbus which is the hometown of Rogue Fitness. And I'm not yep. sure if, I'm pretty sure that Noble is not the sponsor next year, or at least their contract is up. I'm not, I can't remember how many years they've got. Yeah. I, I, but I wonder if that's a factor and could it end up being the Rogue Fitness? Year. I mean, how has it not ever been the Rogue Fitness, cro- yeah. the Rogue CrossFit Games or something like that? You know, it just yeah. seems like that would make sense. Um, but in Columbus, that would make logistics um, maybe easier for just I don't sense. know what yep. support system they have in Columbus. Maybe you know more about that than I do. Uh, I mean, certainly anything around uh, Ohio State uh, could be could be a possibility. But you know, as as we've learned, the city has to be on board. Um, you know, the, the the municipality has to uh, have it iron ironed out well in advance and and be willing to host a very large event, which has um, not only from a, um, a athlete competition standpoint, but when the real, when the games come to your town, it actually does bring spectators. It becomes that festival. So uh, Indianapolis, Chicago. Uh, yeah. You, you've nixed uh, Colorado, Tennessee. I think those are all popular choices being bantered around. Now, one of the things that I did pick up on, I did watch the press conference uh, in the middle of the week last week that the games put on mm-hmm. at Don Fowle and Dave Castro answering questions. Uh, you know, one of the questions they addressed was the coverage, which we'll touch on in a second for Masters athletes. They also touched on, you know, trying to get hints for where, you know, maybe the, the next CrossFit Games would be. And I, Dave Castro did speak to the idea that he wants the games to be a bit more nimble and that it would need to be more nimble if it wanted to go uh, to international locations. International. Since it's an international yeah. sport. And, you know, if, if it wants to be more nimble, uh, I, I will just, I will say, 
at this time, we don't know anything, but there were some rumors that came out. Uh, I just I heard rumblings here and there that there might be some changes to how the structure of the games works with regards to age group, adaptive masters. There's tons of rumors. And in fact, a lot of the rumors could have been spurred on because of the coverage change. So we hold all the rumors very, very loosely. But it also mm-hmm. makes me Absolutely. think if Dave wants to make this sport really, really nimble and maybe take an international they may have to make changes to how they uh, deliver this event to the the whole gamut mm-hmm. of uh, athletes. Right. So I'm I'm of the thought that we're going to see a lot of changes. I think I feel like there's going to be a lot of changes coming in the near future. We can't nail down anything, but we do know it's going to be in another location. That's one correct. And right, and we know is, it'll be international at some point, just right. not 2024. So not 2024. Let's look for the 48 states here in uh, 2024. I mean, let's just go to Hawaii. We've, we've Can we just do that? Yeah. Like, why, let's go to uh, Hawaii and just make the whole world have to figure that out. Now they they're dealing a, with uh, with fires right now too. I, so you got to be careful. I, people had a hard enough time it's getting cool. to Madison. They got so many people got oh. stuck in Dallas, Fort Worth, heading up to, to Madison for whatever reason. Tommy Marquez. I'm, yeah. I think it took him about three days to get to the games. I'm not sure, but he was on a journey, you know. I, I heard a lot of stories about people getting back had trouble, too, because there wow. was a big storm that went through uh, the middle, middle part of the country Monday or something like that, big travel day, and people were stuck. So it, traveling is not easy right now. There's no doubt. So let's again, no. let's make it near a large enough airport, though, that you do have those options. I do. I don't know if that plays into it. But boy, if I were looking and taking, uh, you know, proposals from different places, I, you know, that would be high on my scoring list if I was ranking things, too. I mean, absolutely. Logistics. I never flew to Madison and I know most athletes. I, well, not most, but likely the majority of athletes flew into Chicago and drove to Madison drove because Madison's yeah. not easy to get to. There's correct hardly any direct flights. And I know that a lot of the flights will come from different hubs to get to Madison, which creates a mm-hmm. lot of congestion. So you do have those places that have large hubs. I mean, we haven't even thrown Atlanta, Georgia out there, but it, that could be a spot. It has a huge, yep. a huge infrastructure. Um, you know, it's sunny. That's all I know. It's hot. <laughs> but right. It's hot. <laughs> we'll humid. See. It's always hot. It's always humid. And I mean, hey, we're games athletes. We can handle anything, Rick. That's my opinion. So well, give us anything. We'll prepare for it. We'll prepare for it. Let's do that. So, again, well, uh, probably more news to come in the weeks yeah. ahead. But uh, right now, just like you and I discussed earlier, the the, what, the the movements that we thought we might see at the games this year, well, we'll do a where do you think we'll see the games actually next year. So, so exactly. it's just fun to fun to play around. Well, and I want to just – the other piece of news that, that is not news, and we don't want to beat a dead horse on this, but uh, I do want to acknowledge that uh, I've gotten all of the messages from uh, athletes, a lot of comments, uh, either on Instagram or on YouTube, about the age group coverage and the disappointment in the age group coverage uh, that uh, was experienced last week. And I think uh, one of the things that CrossFit easily could have done was to just communicate the change to us with a, with enough advance notice that people could uh, – create alternative ways to share the experience of the games with their family and friends at home, whether it's grabbing mm-hmm. a friend to do a live stream or grab, you know, local videographers. There was just a lot of options that could have been that could have happened, uh, but weren't. And it's not news now. It's old news that the games were not mm-hmm. covered uh, this year. And, and it was a huge disappointment. But I just wanted to acknowledge everyone that's shared with me their disappointment. I think you and I both felt that disappointment ourselves. And we're, yep, we're right in this together. 
And, and if we ever get an I, ear that we can talk to, we'll share that, right? Yeah. I am. Uh, I, I love the sport. I follow the sport. And yes, I will watch replays of, of previous years. People yes. probably call me crazy to do that, but I do. And so when that post came the day before about the still camera, you just had that sinking feeling like, oh, we all know what a still camera means. But Andrew Hiller made a great point on one of his most recent ones. If they would have made that announcement a little earlier and then just said, hey, would anybody like to cover it from all the remember they gave buttery bros and um andrew and savan and uh who's the the guy from uh the uk they gave them all uh, unprecedented access hey can somebody do some help with or some throw it up on your youtube channel or something like that it would have been appreciated wouldn't have been perfect but it sure would have been better than tuning in tuesday and seeing ants march across your you as an ant and the rest of the 45 to 49 lifted a lot of weight for the olympic total to start out but I sure as hell couldn't see a damn thing. So again, yeah. beating a dead horse. Extraordinarily frustrating. And and for me, I, I'm you know, I'm a content creator on one side and, and what I've had the past couple mm-hmm. of years is I've been able to share my story through the games, you know, having all my behind the scenes documented and then be able to splice that together with actual footage of the events. This year, uh, those of you that have watched my YouTube video have seen that the footage is is a vertical iPhone uh, footage, and it's mm-hmm. it'll do the job for what I needed to do in sharing my experience at the games. But man, it's such a drag to not have that that bigger piece, you know, that that big shot. Mm-hmm. No coverage is perfect coverage. They they do have to focus on the leaders. There are stories that they tell, which are also are pretty compelling. Uh, but it's it's was a real disappointment. And yeah, when we were behind the scenes, I forgot to tell you this, Rick. We're behind the scenes. We're in the warm-up area, and we're trying to watch the teenagers pull the sled on the the pull workout. And mm-hmm. we're trying to get a gauge on how hard the sled is to pull. There's 17, 18, 16, 17-year-olds out on the field, and we're watching them, and we're standing inches away from the TV, but really, it's just straight pixels. That's all you can see is pixels oh. pulling something. And we're like, well, it looks like they seem to be moving it, but you can't even – it was it was oh. so bad. It was, I mean, it was like – I don't know. It, an iPhone would take better footage, I think. So Correct. And it sure, sure showed oh, that it did. I gosh. mean, all of your folks and, and the people yeah. that we watched, and we talked about this last week when you and I had the real quick episode, iPhones did better than nothing, and they were <laughs> so greatly appreciated if you weren't on, on site there. So, Well, let's jump in. We're moving on. Yeah. yeah, we're moving on. Today's episode, we thought we would just talk about the events. You know, we've been mm-hmm. talking about the events sort of um, – you know, as soon as they were announced, you know, we're able to ch- chat about the events last week. We're able to be like, okay, so 5K run, like, here's kind of what I'm thinking, or this is what it was like, or, you know, here's where these three guys were, or the different events we got to sort of share a bit. Um, but I thought we'd just go through each event and talk about what we liked about them, uh, where we, all of our opinions kind of, you know, how, how the workouts went. So workout number one was the snatch and clean Yeah, the Olympic total. Yeah. Uh, what was your, you know, th- thinking back to you being at the games last year, right? And and you have that experience, first event, all those nerves, all those jitters. Um, mm-hmm. You know, imagine being an athlete. What what are your thoughts with an Olympic weightlifting event like that? I'm I can't tell you how lucky my first. You and I switched order last year. Remember, so my first event was five minutes, or was it three minutes? Three minutes on the C two bike. That's right. Or maybe it was five minutes, five minutes, I think. Five, yeah. three, three, something like that. Five minutes on a C2 bike. I can't tell you how many butterflies that knocked out 
by just pedaling on a C2 bike. Knowing what you all had to go through and that your first, you know, your first movement out there on competition floor or in North Park was a snatch. Um, yeah. Yeah, seriously. Good luck on the warm up area. Yeah, you I, are, I'm you sure. Are... And, and But the thing is, everybody felt that, I'm sure. That's the yes. thing. So everybody's in the same boat. It was, I, I actually, I found it to be interesting because of that that very fact there was a ton of adrenaline jamming through your system and the snatch is precision it, it would almost have been better if we started with a clean and then we snatch because the clean you mm-hmm. could just lay the hammer down and clean something mm-hmm. right the snatch right you got you can't deal with jitters or anything like that and uh i shared this in my most recent youtube video which i think you watched how i approached that event because it's it was incredibly mm-hmm. nerve-wracking to think this is the first event and you have this very short time frame to load up your bar, do some snatches, mm-hmm. then empty your bar and have no transition time. You're right into the next three minute window. Now you have to clean and jerk it. There's just it's it's six minutes of pure panic if you're not well planning, if you don't, don't think through this. And I actually the day before the event, uh, I did a ton of visualization actually in the warm up area, set out all the plates low to the bar for all of my different lifts. Uh, didn't actually do the lifts, but uh, I won't get into all that. It's all in the video. You can watch that. But uh, then when I got out there, it was very hot out there, Rick, like you can imagine. Oh, the, the Two humid. seconds, maybe by the third lift, now I'm, I'm pouring sweat on the ground immediately. It's crazy hot. And they had the lifting platforms out there for us, but they were all black. When you saw the athletes oh, later wow. in the week, there was that center strip, the white center strip that made it look mm-hmm. like a lifting platform. We just had black on black. Yeah. So okay, interesting. Plenty of heat. I love the heat. I love the heat for lifting. All my lifts went exactly as I as planned. I was I had a great experience, but that that was the most nerve wracking start to the games I think I've had. And and you nailed it on the head to start with a snatch and clean and jerk. And for me to know that I'm going to start with like a fifth place. Um, that's I'm going to start mm-hmm. or the fifth. Right. I know my yeah. guys. I know how strong they. They are and I got a little Correct. I got to just settle into that. And so mindset wise, okay, I'm just going to be a few points behind to start out and luckily for you you didn't have any time to waste um stressing about it because it was there there was a 1 minute transition Correct. and then you went right into uh farmers field. Right. And for me on a hot on a hot field. Oh, it's so hot. I mean my god. For me the 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 purpose of doing my lifts knowing that I was going to land in the middle of the pack um I had a specific uh number of lifts I wanted to complete and specific numbers and by hitting all of those exactly as planned I was on a high. I was on like an adrenaline dopamine spike right there cuz I hit the lifts. I was so excited. I did everything I planned and so when I, I changed my shoes during that one minute transition uh took off my belt and it was no time all of a sudden we're carrying the jerry bag so you've got this jerry bag mm. carry i don't maybe it was like 100 pound jerry bags 100 pounds in each hand these are not yep. light they are shockingly heavy and you get to the pig and you've got 21 burpee pig jump overs pig jump uh, overs right what i loved about the debrief this year they said you could get over that pig however you, i don't care just get a burpee get over the pig no right. nothing specific just just do it you put and, the uh, uh, put the jerry cans on top, right? That's what yes, you did. Yes, yes. Yep. So yep. We'll t- I'll say what the whole workout was, and then we'll we'll go through. So we got the jerry can carry, set them on the pig, twenty one burpees over the pig, jerry can through three obstacles. You just walk around three chest pieces. Jerry pegs down, yep. fifty wall balls, fifty calorie ski, and then do that entire thing in or, reverse, right? Yep, yep. Fifty so, calorie row. Yep, yep. 50 yep. Cal- what did I say? Fifty yep. calorie ski. Fifty calorie row. Ski. Big difference there. Big yeah. big difference. Oh yeah. So you're right. You carry the jerry bags to the pig, and you put them up on the pig, and that's not easy. 
I think every athlete was like, oh, crap, this is so heavy to lift up yeah. to the to the pig. It, um, yeah. So I did get both of them up there and I didn't think about this, but a lot of athletes tipped them sideways so that when they got off the pig on the mm. other side, they just got to pull them right off. Correct. Good yeah, idea. I didn't think about that. Yeah. It, I had to reach Good across idea. and drag them across the pig mm-hmm. and then carry them. Yep. But as soon as you went down on that first burpee and you're laying on that grass turf middle of the day, <gasps> I mean, this is two yep. o'clock in the afternoon, man. This isn't like 10 a.m. Mm-hmm. This is two in the afternoon. Uh, you, you, you're doing burpees in an oven is what that's like. Straight oven work. <laughs> uh, I, I think a lot of people weren't ready for it. I, no. I, I'm sure I would have been the same. Yeah, it just, it, it takes your breath away almost. And you can't overly hurry. This is just the first part of the workout. So no one is sprinting yeah. this. We're all just trying to not fall behind. Now Move, yeah, move through. Move with intent. Carry the jerry cans. You go around these obstacles, which were actually quite difficult because now you're going in a circle to the left with the cherry cans always on your left. And so you're you're not comfortable with this. It's, it's not like carrying a cherry can in one straight direction, but set those down. We get to the wall balls, a lot of fatigue kicking in and a lot of heat. Um, for me, I went 50-20 on the wall balls. I think... I think for the most part, people were off the wall balls. We There wasn't a ton of separation there. The separation came on the row because this was a row that now once you get into this thing, heart rates through the roof and you are just trying to decide. I know some athletes were just trying to hang on to, you know, a thousand uh, mm-hmm. calories an hour Our pace. People, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I it, it, for me, I held on. I was somewhere around 13, 1400. But uh, you know this when you're rowing, you're blind. You have no idea what's going on around you. Correct. Yeah. But you know you're pacing. To me, 13, 1400, that, that'd be breakneck <laughs> uh, five, six, seven minutes into a workout already. Yeah, it was yeah. It was uncomfortable. And then, you, you, I don't know if you had this happen last year, uh, the announcer's out there on the field and they say, and, and you know, Grub's on, you know, 34 calories in. I'm like, dude, quiet. D- 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 don't tell yeah, them. Don't say uh, that. Don't say. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. said it out loud. Uh, anyway, anyway, as I as I'm rowing, I see my judge's hand go. Well, I know where I'm at. I'm at 45 45 calories. Um, and I look up and down. No other judges' hands are up. I get off the rower. No other judges' hands are up. And for me, whenever I see that, it gives me in more motivation. Grab the wall ball and just get going. Just start More working. Reps, yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm already ahead. If I just get some reps chipped off here, you know, I can rest as needed. But if I could just get some reps mm-hmm. going, I think I went. Get to 10, get to 15, oh get my to God, something yeah. like that. Then and take your break. Yeah. My plan was to get to like 25. And I think I involuntarily dropped at 20. And okay. to be fair, there were two men in front of me, but the rest of the field was behind me. So I couldn't see where anyone mm-hmm. else was at on wall balls. So as I'm uh, resting, elbows on my knees, I just bend over and look between my legs to see where everyone is at <laughs> behind me. And all I know is they're all throwing wall balls now. So I pick it up, I go 15, drop 15 again. Uh, with that, the internal reward was like, if I get through these wall balls, I can get to the jerry cans and not do wall balls anymore. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I was probably to the burpees 15, 20 seconds before uh, the second place guy. And now it was these most miserable burpees. Through. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, they were all Carried the jerry can yep. back around and then burpees over the pig. But you had to put the jerry cans up on the pig again. One at a time right. this time. Yeah. yeah, I could not. Yeah, yeah. This was not a double Two jerry hands can. up and over. Oh, my God. It was so yeah. heavy. But burpees were slow and steady. As soon as someone caught up to me, then it was just to stay rep for rep with them. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, so got across the finish line. And after two events, I was not in first place, but I was I did win that event. And I was satisfied with that first effort. 
right? This is a big chunk mm-hmm. of work. It right. is two events, but we're we're done in 20 minutes, you know, with two two events yeah. of eight events, a, a quarter of the way through the CrossFit yeah. Games in 20 minutes. It's crazy. Yeah, you think about that. Good. Then the recovery, recovery right after. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you, uh, since we're talking about recovery, uh, most of the guys, most of the athletes go and hit the, uh, the the cold plunge right after those workouts. And I'm just not uh, someone who, who does that. It, in my opinion, I want to cool down by uh, getting on a bike and bringing my heart rate down by riding a bike, um, mm-hmm. flushing out the system a little bit. And my first priority mm-hmm. is hydration after an event like that. So mm-hmm. I go immediately yeah. to my bag. I grab uh, you know, my, my water bottle, which at that point, post-workout, it's just... Gatorade. I don't have any. I'm just using Gatorade protein shake. So I've got a ton of fluids in me, salt, sugar, uh, protein. Uh, not. I don't drink the whole protein shake. It's just too much fluids at one time. But get on that bike, cool down a little bit, and then make that walk all the yeah. way back to the warm-up area, which is also part of right. the cool down. And mm-hmm. then for me, it's Normatec uh, compression pants on my legs uh, for one or two hour cycles before the next event. And what was funny, Rick, is that after that wall ball, row, wall ball, part of that workout, every age group athlete, the rest of the weekend was sore, more sore than they ever imagined, barely able to walk. Yeah. And I, I, it's, it's the wall balls with the intensity. You put those two things together and it might not have to be an insurmountable amount. Yeah. It was a hundred. I mean, we all train with that amount or more all day long on a random Tuesday, but it doesn't leave you Wednesday that crippled. It's the intensity mixed with just that number. I, I absolutely. It's funny how that does that to the body. It so, was okay. Everybody was starting in a, in a crippled deficit. Okay. Which is standard. It's a standard day one at the CrossFit games. Yeah. There is some sort of stimulus that because the intensity is so high, you're hobbled. Now you're hobbled for the rest of the yep. weekend in some form or fashion. So, uh, event three was Helen. Um, yep, got it up. Good unique, old classic Helen. Classic Helen. I wish everyone did this. I wish even the individuals, I wish they would have done this version of Helen. I would have loved to see mm-hmm. the race that goes on in that situation. It was really a running workout. Oh, my god! Because your kettlebell swings, even with the standard that they gave you, uh, if you weren't getting a lot of no reps, you were just moving that as you knew where your arms needed to be. You were probably moving them as fast as you could. Yep. Um, 12 pull-ups is a blink of an eye done in the blink of an eye. Yeah. The, the, the kettlebell swings that you had to change how you do kettlebell swings. We're so used to getting that kettlebell overhead and using a significant hip thrust that the faster way to do this was to actually go with slightly muted hips because you did not, you didn't want to have to stop the kettlebell as it passed Mm -hmm. the horizontal plane of your head. You wanted to finish there and be pulling the kettlebell down. So it was a really, uh, a slightly different kettlebell swing than any any of us have done, but it wasn't hard. I mean, it was very easy, Mm -hmm. but this, you're correct, was an absolute sprint of a run. And it started with three, two, one, go. It wasn't like, hey, we're going to save anything for the last one. It was, oh, my God, we're sprinting 400 to start. And then we're sprinting 400 wow. on the second lap. And then we're sprinting 400 on the third lap. And um, two runners caught me there. Uh, one got just ahead of me. The other one blew past both of us in my age group. Um, and, and he was just he's such a fast runner. He got in and he died on kettlebell swings and, and, and pull-ups, but I was battling with Chris Anderson on the 
we got to the kettlebells and the pull-ups at the exact same time. He's new mm. to the 45-year-old age group, but he is just such a fast runner. But I took one no rep on that set of 21 kettlebell swings on the first rep. I got a little loose yep. with my arms. just slight, I wasn't paying attention, yep. just slightly loose. Took a no rep. One no rep on a kettlebell swing is going to cost you two seconds. There's no way around it. And I lost the yep. event by and a half a second. That means he came off the pull-up bar and was it, a, it was a sprint to the yep. other other end yeah it was a sprint it was to the other end sprint okay. to the other end which is so fun i was i mean i swear i was a quarter of a second behind him off the bar and i was like i got him oh that's right wait he's a sprinter he can I'm run never catching yeah him. I, yeah I ended up exactly just, i'll just get over the line it doesn't matter he won uh i got to hear i heard him from behind as he got across that finish line and roared like a lion i mean he just erupted oh. with joy and i was like doggone it you know i was right there but i it's okay he was formidable very formidable and deserved the win he executed that workout perfectly i was subpar you you couldn't in in a workout that fast you can't make a mistake and i made a mistake correct yeah uh i was gonna say uh it's the same workout that we all do the same test the difference is how you finish and you have to take that into consideration because when i've done helen i have um finished my 12 pull-ups and then you just drop and you stand around your hands on your knees and you're like wow look at the clock your time's done in that competitive environment it's finish your 12 pull-ups and my time doesn't end until I get over that finish line. So we don't have that in, a, in your irregular gym. There is no finish line to cross, especially a sprint. So and that, that it, adds a whole level. It does. And it adds a lot of fun to it because I think a sprint to the mm -hmm. end is exciting. I mean, you just want to see that. Mm -hmm. you, Absolutely. I, I, I loved it. I got off that bar so fast. Like, you know, you, you try to get off the bar in such a way that you land with your feet already in a run. Uh, it's it's incredibly fun to, to sprint to the end but uh you know what you're hoping for is a guy that's not as fast as chris anderson so uh well, chris if you listen to next this year bro you're fast i mean i don't know how to beat you on that like that uh, uh uh wednesday wednesday uh this was more this was a morning workout wasn't it a yes. morning test excuse me yes uh pulling power my favorite event I mean, by far, uh, it, my favorite event. It looked like it, yeah. <laughs> I think the live stream that you gave us, and uh, I think it was plainly evident that that was your favorite, uh, <laughs> just by the margin of victory. Because a lot of the other age groups um, had close races, and or uh, a great number of the field didn't finish, um, just because. But if you go ahead and describe it, or you want... Well, yeah, the workout was three rope climbs. Is a, it's a 20-foot rope, but we're on a two-foot crash pad. So it's about an 18-foot rope climb. Three of those, 10 deadlifts at 350 pounds, and then a 40-foot, give or take, 40-yard? Uh, 40 yep. feet? 42-foot 42 sled pull. 42-foot yep. sled pull. Uh, the sled weight yep. was about 260 pounds, I believe. Three, time, three times through that, and then once you finish that last sled pull, load all that rope onto the sled and push that alpaca sled oh. all the way down the field across the finish line. So... We have some experience with the alpaca sled, right? From last year. Mm -hmm. We pushed. Absolutely. Uh, it was a, I want to say it was a little bit lighter. That was about the same weight last year. I was around the same weight, I think. But when we pushed it last year with weight, it didn't move. And so my thought on mm -hmm. the sled pull was I'm concerned about whether this sled is going to move or not really concerned. So mm -hmm. when I went into this workout, everyone's doing three rope climbs at about the same pace. We all get over to that bar, but we start deadlifting. Uh, I set. Oh, and you have three, you have three fifty. Yeah. Right? 
350. And uh, RH Group had 325. 325. Okay. Yeah, 350 yeah. was not. Yeah. So, I mean, I do a lot of deadlifts, and, and 350 is, is something I could do for a set of 10, but I'm concerned that this workout is all about grip. This is actually my biggest concern, is I don't want to lose my grip and not be able to climb a rope. It's a huge mistake, but I do my deadlifts, and I see everyone else is breaking at five or six, and I just make an on-the-fly plan B I'm going 10. So I do those 10. I walk over to the sled pull and do the first pull. And there's a, uh, an audible relief uh, that I probably said like, oh, thank God. Yeah. It moves. It's yeah. not that bad. It's I was able to breathe. Uh, it didn't really tax my grip. Um, I, I loved the sled pull. It really, I want to say it wasn't that hard. It was just like, it was some work. You just, you're just doing some work. And maybe mm -hmm. that's what I loved about this mm -hmm. workout is it was just do a bunch of work and, and do it at different stations. So it had a real chipper feel to it. But I got back to the rope mm -hmm. climbs. The second set of rope climbs felt as good as the first, which gave me permission internally to go unbroken on my next set of 10 deadlifts. Deadlifts. Since, yeah. since they didn't affect me on the first one. I mean, it was heavy, very, very heavy. That's where I think a, your lead really opened up yeah. was that second set. Because a couple of them, if I remember right, got to the bar not too long after you, but it was either twos, threes, or fours or something like that. Drop, turn around, maybe chalk, yeah. just stand there and breathe. And you finished the 10, you moved right over to the uh, to the rope again to pull. And once you had that lead... It's game over. I love yeah, the, I love the lead. Up. And the, the second set of deadlifts... Um, I mean, they felt they felt hard, but I prefer to use the momentum of the deadlift instead of having to pick it up off the ground multiple times. Mm -hmm. You know, let's just use the right. momentum. Correct. From a dead the sled stop, pull. Yeah. Then I got to do three rope climbs. That ninth rope climb, I felt the grip. I was like, OK, OK, here it is. This is tough. This is a tougher rope climb. Mm -hmm. Last set of deadlifts, I tapped the brakes. I went six and four. I know where I'm at. I'm all by myself on deadlifts and I want to be able to push the sled and not not tap out. You know, not overdo it. Last sled pull, no big deal. Load the rope onto the sled, which was harder than you think. Um, mm -hmm. you know, my, I had that this was a lot plan. of rope. Yeah, in my mind, I was like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? Yeah. I'm going to sort of lasso this rope. I'm going to make it kind of into a pile. <laughs> no, I, I just pulled it like a crazy person. And now I've got this big stack of rope. So you throw it on there and you really don't want it to fall off, right? Because they, they will have you stop if it just falls off. Or uh, So anyway, we get right. it. I get it on there. And it actually stayed on there quite nicely. I pushed the sled. I get to the first 42-foot mark, and I'm like, oh, baby, this is tough, just like it was two years ago. I got to the next 42-foot mark, actually a little bit past it. Now all I have is about maybe 20 feet plus the end zone. I get the crowd involved. I get my hands. I'm like, all right. I'm actually having fun now. I feel like I'm a gladiator. Yeah. I like I haven't seen that. I mean, yeah. Entertain the crowd here. Let's, let's get it going. They all cheered. I, I, I went for it. I got onto the end zone halfway through the blue paint and the sled would not move i was like okay uh, let's i don't need to hurt myself here or overly exert myself so i took a step back i asked for just a little more from the crowd and just pushed it across the line and had a, a couple of minutes to actually start my recovery now at that point uh any of my competitors that listen to me i know where the points are i know that i actually want uh I want some guys to come in before the second place guy, right? I, I, I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm cheering them on in a good spirit. And also, you know, Ryan, Mike, I need you guys to get across this line before, yeah, uh, yeah. before Vlad. <clears throat> and yeah. I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not overly doing it, but inside I'm like, come on guys, come on. I, I just, let's go. It doesn't matter if you win by two minutes, if you only get an extra 10 points on the second place right. guy. And that's, that's what ended up happening. 
so, but man, I watching these guys push the sled down the field uh, from the end zone. It was fun because I could cheer them on. And I, and I, I really enjoyed cheering on everybody that's suffering. We all got to mm-hmm. suffer together out there. Uh, so that's enough. I'll say about that. It was super fun. I mean, it was the funnest workout and probably it's just, I love playing with those. I mean, if they added a sandbag carry, maybe to finish Correct. that, I don't know how you make that workout more fun or more grueling, but it was just move some solid, heavy objects. And I, and I really like those. So last year, uh, we did not deadlift, uh, right. if I recall correctly. So you've deadlifted in 21 and 23, yes. both times outside. Yes. Um, and both times had rope climbs. So, boy, is that a pattern that we're seeing? Oh. Well, of course, 21 was programmed by Dave. And True. The last couple of years have been uh, been by Boz. But I rope mean, climbs and deadlifts. There you go, folks. Grip and Work grip. on those two. That yeah. as a couplet. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Uh, so that that takes you finally out of the heat and into the Coliseum for the gymnastics chipper. Yeah. Uh, which I think you can say the term gymnastics was used loosely. Quite loosely. <laughs> this should have been yeah, called quite loosely. a single leg chipper. Really, a single chipper. leg pistol squat chipper. In in a 15 minute cap, you had a 48 foot handstand walk, uh, 30 box jumps, uh, 30 GHD sit ups, 30 single leg squats. We'll talk about you could talk about the specifics there because I think that certainly made or uh, made or broke you. Uh, thirty toes to bar, th- and then work your way back down, back to thirty th- single leg squats, thirty GHDs, thirty box jumps, and finish. Here's your sprint across, uh, only you're on your hands with a forty eight foot handstand walk. So fifteen minutes inside. What could be better? It uh, the only way that could be better is if it was more complex, uh, and I think that's the feedback that a lot of right. a lot of us had was uh, shoot at this. If this is our gymnastics chipper, man, we really aren't being tested on higher skills. We had higher skills in some of our previous semifinals over the past couple of years. Then right. we had here longer distances on our hands, a lot more volume on GHDs, uh, ring muscle ups, bar muscle ups. Uh, but okay, we mm-hmm. we eventually did bar muscle ups in the last event. So what are, you know what we can say all these things, but we'll take the test that's given mm-hmm. to us. This is the test. Absolutely, so we're just going to yeah. do it. And uh, it, it, you know, honestly, this test for all of us in the forty five age group, I think thirty forty. Uh, I think I think most of the age groups were probably pretty set with. The handstands, box jumps, GHDs not being a big problem. Uh, for the age groups, I believe 55 plus, maybe even 50 plus, you know, you had to go in five foot increments um, as opposed to oh, the, for the, handstand yeah, the, right. the younger age groups had to go unbroken. But really, that wasn't a huge issue. It wasn't that much distance for most people. Box jumps are fine. GHDs, we all do a lot of GHDs, or at least we can yep. do 60 without Absolutely. thinking. The pistols. Well, for me, I'll tell you that I was so excited to have 60 pistol squats because over the past 12 weeks, I've worked on pistol squats so much that I could do 60. Mm-hmm. I'm, I couldn't do pistol squats 12 weeks ago. I was really struggling with them, couldn't get them done. Uh, I mean, they were embarrassing when I was doing them. Now I can do them, but I found a weakness. I cannot stand on one leg for more than two seconds. Right. Because on this event, you had to do five pistol squats on one leg without the other foot touching the ground or without that foot passing behind the foot that's planted. So like sometimes if you balance, you know, your front foot might go behind your the leg that you're standing on. But that was a no rep. If your foot touched the ground, that was a no rep. So I start with my left leg, which is my great pistol leg, and I immediately lose balance. And I take probably... Of the 60 pistol squats, 30 on the way down, 30 on the way back, I probably took 25 or 30 no reps for sure. I couldn't balance on my oh, left leg. Oh, boy, is that slow. It was yeah. terrible. It slows you down. My right leg, yeah. 
which is not my good pistol leg, but I can I can I can balance on that leg. So we just found some weird deficit, and there were actually with thirty no reps. I I I will have to watch the video and see how many no reps I actually did. It may be more like twenty, but thirty is not a stretch. I still got fourth in the event. Chris Anderson is a pistol monster. He crushed it. Vlad Leshkovich crushed it. Uh, De Salvador uh, from Italy, he crushed that event. Um, and me with 30 no reps on pistols struggled. But there are five other guys behind me that were also really struggling with this standard. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and that's okay. So we'll all practice it. So no real complaints. I think I think that movement standard is great. I, I don't have any problems with it. I think it's totally fair. Um, I just couldn't do it. And that was our first event in the Coliseum. And I was I was actually just a little bit embarrassed and frustrated. You know, I'm, I'm there to yeah. do well. I've got a lot of fans out there. And I just ate eight. I, I want to say I just I just yard sailed that part of mm-hmm. the event. And, uh, you know, lesson learned. Like, OK, right. Not, I'm not. Invincible. Well, for, from, from the looking at the uh, construction of the test itself, there is one thing that did flow from semifinals from the individuals down to um, age groups was the single leg squats on one leg with that standard. And I think you saw it play out in all the semifinals that were broadcast. Um, Only they were doing it with a, with a weight vest on, or no, with a ruck bag on. But still, um, it had to be done on one leg, and the foot hidden, couldn't touch the ground, and leg couldn't go behind um, the support leg. Uh, but I think that's now the way we expect to practice uh, uh, expect to practice pistols. Because yeah. when you are given the opportunity to alternate legs in maybe some other competitions that are not, might not be CrossFit uh, sanctioned, it'd be a lot easier. Oh, so much so. easier. Totally. Like, I, I'm just yeah. surprised no uh, handstand obstacles for your age group. Oh, I know. They, they gave them to you last year. Yep. They have given to them to you in the past. Maybe not at 50 and above, but nobody had them this year. It was just a straight 48-foot sprint. Couple of reasons, couple of thoughts on that, uh, Rick. I think and. And I, I'll actually I'll actually call this a complaint. Um, we were packed in there so tightly, right? So on uh, that particular yes. event, there's 20 lanes in the Coliseum, and they have men and women in there at the same time. So right. So you, if you if you spread your legs on the handstand walk, you're gonna hit the guy next to you on box jumps. Bingo. They didn't even stagger the box jumps, so like we're almost hitting each other on box jumps on GHDs. I'm I'm hitting the guy. Well, actually, Chris Anderson. He was hitting me on on GHDs with his hands. His hands were going wide, and they're hitting my with hand. wide hands back. Yep. So yep. one, they could have staggered that, but two, you know, one of the things they said, I'm going to rant on this, was, "Hey, we're going with a smaller field so we can do more things. You know, we're only allowing ten per age group, so we Correct. can offer better coverage." I'm not sure if they said that, but but with the events, yeah. we could do more things. Well, you know, there were in the individual events when they did their gymnastics event. It not every lane has the 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 object in it when they're doing their handstand obstacles because that's just too dangerous. You can't have you know twenty Correct. wedges out there and people next to each other. You'll just kill each right. other. If people falling all yeah. over the place, that's right. Sep- they had they ran smaller they ran smaller, smaller heats, heats for the individuals. Yeah. And in fact, last year, I hate to keep saying this, but last year it was men only of your age group. It was not the men and women together. Yes. We went the same direction that you did, yep. but you had space in between. Yeah, and your age group had space for the wedges and for the ramps. All of our coliseum of actually almost all of our events, if not all of our events. I'm trying to think of an event that the women didn't do. I think we did all of our events as men and women, 45 to 49. Interesting. The whole time. I can't think of an event where we didn't do that. Well, you all ran together. We all ran. We all lifted together. Uh, Helen together. Chipper. chipper together. Pulling power. All pulling of it. power together. All of it. Yeah. See, that's interesting because here you are Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You're supposed to have all this time and right. space from the individuals and teams. Yet 
they still squished everybody together. And there's less adaptive athletes competing this year than previous years as well. Very ah. interesting. Now, the yeah. flow of the events were fine. I mean, when you're out on North Park, mm -hmm. having 20 people on the field is no big deal. We've been on North Park in 2021 with 40 people on the field. We've Correct. done that. That looked busy. <laughs> really that busy. That looked busy. But yeah, now I didn't even think about that. But just looking in retrospect, like it all worked out fine. But man, you know, you there was a almost a tangible feeling like, uh, hey, let's just get them through this stuff. I mean, we didn't have super long events. Um, anyway, the flow of all of it was not hindered by it. You're just limited in a gymnastics test like this. Right. You can't have yeah. more equipment out there. We can't have parallel bars because there's no room for any of that when we're side Correct. to side to side to side to side. I would have loved the handstand walk. I mean, the parallel walk down pivot and walk back oh my god that would be so much fun to test yep. us on complex things like that but uh yeah they were really limited by the space that they could uh have equipment out there so okay that makes more sense why we didn't have any gymnastics handstands obstacles or even pirouette because you can't pirouette when you're mm -hmm. guys right next to you on top of each other so and the last thing I'll say is, again, last year, when they did 20 across, they went different direction across the Coliseum floor. Yes. They went the short distance on the last event. Yeah. Everything in the Coliseum this year, you went the lengthwise. Yeah. So you did have very limited space, right. Right. 20 across. Yes. Yeah. Good point. Really good point. All right. Yeah. Well, that's that explains a little bit more about our gymnastics chipper. That's a little more well relevant. It makes, yeah. So they take you out of the confines of the Coliseum and they say, you know what, if you didn't, Mr. Jason, if you thought 20 was crowded, we're going to throw you in with about what, 100 runners and we're going to start, at start you time. off on a 5K. Uh, 5k right yeah. a, <laughs> yeah. a it was i mean i i i marked it on my watch it was four and a half yep four and a half k that's okay yep. no who cares i mean it's fine because because everybody ran the same distance at that that's, that's all in the events we all yeah. ran the same distance now here was the fun thing rick here's the behind the scenes on that so they lined us up huh. uh maybe the teenagers first uh maybe they got 14 15 boys then girls then then the other age groups then they got 35 40 45 men and women so we're 10 across and however many deep, right? And we're all uh -huh. at the start line and we all have chip timers. And the rumor is that, thank God it's the rumor. The rumor is that your time doesn't start till you cross the starting line. That's what we all think. Thankfully, uh -huh. um, that's what we think. So none of us are trying to bust through like the teenagers or people in front of us to get in front because it doesn't matter when we, as soon as we cross that start line, that's when our race actually starts. Then your clock that's starts. What we, sure. That's what yeah. we thought. One second. That was not the uh -oh. actual case. Thankfully, <laughs> oh, no. it started as soon as the, the, the three, two, one go started. So uh, instead of mowing down children in front of us, we all sort of went like the first so nice 10 went, the next 10 went, the next 10 went. We, we were all we were moving, but none of us really took off trying to jockey until after you got to the starting line. Once you got to the starting line, we were all barreling around people and really trying to find, uh, you know, that. I'm not losing. I'm not losing these guys. That was really your whole thing. I'm not losing mm -hmm. the guys in front of me. Uh, but yeah, it did turn out that the people at the very end of the line, their timer started the exact same time the people at the front of the line. So it could have been really dirty oh. and really messy. But it's okay. It, oh. it wasn't. Gratefully, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. But yep. we go out on that 5K and it's three laps. You're gonna go mm -hmm. up. Uh, you did this run last year up we go through the rv park we go up the hill around that kind of track we come back into the stadium through the stadium and we do yep. that three times on the third time we come in and we actually run down down a funnel towards turn the end zone. and we're finished yep. and uh, makes it really easy no one i don't think anyone made a mistake this year like by only running two laps 
but man, <sighs> like 2021, <laughs> ooh, we ran hard. We ran fast. Uh, the it was truly cross country, like running through the RV park uh, was kind of fun because there were there were fans everywhere. So as you're running through the RV park, there's people cheering you on, cheering everybody on as you're climbing the hill, which which was wood chips and then up on a grass that the hill climb was just terrible. Oh. You get up there and there's people lining the route all the way cheering you on uh so it was it was exhilarating it was great to have people out there uh cheering for everybody uh and then when you went in the stadium there's a crowd in the stadium as well because there's a hundred plus athletes Mm -hmm. in this run you had all of the age group and and uh the teenager and age group fans all watching this so it was a really Mm -hmm. big event uh it was a concentrated group of fans because yes. everybody was competing at once. Yeah, yeah, which, and, which is kind of nice because you don't always get that. Right, right. Yeah. A lot of times because of our events, you know, the teenage parents will go be with their teenagers when we're going. But it was really fun mm-hmm. uh, for me. <clears throat> my plan of attack was don't lose Chris Anderson. <laughs> that was my plan of it. The only thing okay. I was thinking. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Chris, if you listen to this podcast, you are a heck of a runner. So uh, I held on with him through the first lap, through the second lap. And on the third lap, it's uh, I've got Chris. I've got two other guys out there, uh, one from Spain, one from Italy. These guys, they must run for a living. They've got to be lifelong runners. They were so fast. And I glanced over my shoulder. We were in kind of a, a lead pack. So I was able to, uh, I, I couldn't keep up with them. I let them get just a bit in front of me thinking I could catch them at the end, but there's no way, but also behind me, there's no one. So I was able to just find a nice pace, finish that out. And what I found interesting was on the monostructural, I'm not on the specialized events like Olympic lifting. That's a specialized specialist event. Um, Correct. I took fifth place and I planned for that. I figured there'd be three or four guys that beat me in the Olympic lift. And then when we get to CrossFit events, um, I'm well-rounded in those. So I'll do really well there. Same thing on a 5k run. You have running specialists that are just going to crush that. And there's Mm -hmm. no reason for me to think that I'm going to keep up with them in that event. You know, I, I, I don't need to keep up with the specialists. I only need to play my game and beat the guys that are behind. me. So that's that's what that event was like. So I think that was kind of a fun experience knowing that I don't have to beat specialists in what they're specialized at. I mean, I want to be a better lifter. I want to be a faster runner, but it ended up working out okay. So that's how we finished up uh, the 5K event. It was it was so good. Great event. That finishes our day. Now it's time to go home, eat all the food, and be ready for the last day of events. Because you didn't have uh, – that was that was in the evening, early Correct. evening, something like yep. that. Yeah. At least they gave you a little bit of a cooler, we think, cooler time, right? Yeah, they or pushed the time. Or, 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 uh, they like, pushed it back, just not for that reason. Right. <laughs> okay. And that's, and right. that's fine. I mean, it was better. It was really hot during the day. And it was, it was very hot during the 5K, but not – not like the middle of the day. So now we're heading into Perfect. the last day. Uh, endure the Coliseum. You're actually done being outside for your games. Uh, two two events to go. First one called Endure the Coliseum, where it was for time with an 18-minute cap, which uh, we know was not needed, I believe. Um, 50-calorie ski, 50-calorie uh, echo bike into 75 double-unders, then 50-calorie ski, 50-calorie C2 bike, and then the finish was, which uh, was 75 double-unders, sprint to the line, get over um, on the little uh, finish pad. So how did you uh, how'd you attack this guy? Because this truly was a cardio, cardio fest. Uh, I'm sure yeah. your heart rate spiked. 
uh, pretty quickly. It was quite high. In fact, in my training, I often don't hit zone four and zone five very often. This workout, I lived in zone four and zone five the whole time. Okay. Um, so, you know, I, I'm good at ski erg. So I went out there and uh, had a pace in mind. And I was lucky enough to be able to see where my competition was, at least. That's right. Next to you were staggered. I <laughs> there, was up, there's the stagger. I was behind. So I got the stagger okay. advantage. They should have reversed the stagger on the second ski mm-hmm. erg to be fair, but they didn't. Right. So I, I had an advantage there and on, uh, on, on the ski erg and then the bike erg and the first set of double unders, I am just toe to toe with, with Vlad, with my primary competition. I've got a 60 yep. point lead at this point, And I'd really like it to be 70 by beating Going Vlad, the last not, yep. not 50 by not. So Vlad is a good sport. He's a tremendous competitor, but uh, I did not want him to get 10 points on me. He's that good of a competitor. So uh, this was, this was pain cave work, Rick. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. It was get in the pain cave and then can you hold on to that uh, as long as possible? It, I, I mean, I'll tell you the paces. We were, we were around, I was around 1400 on the ski ergs, both ergs. Uh, on the echo bike, I was about 75 RPM for the 50 calories. Double unders or double unders. And on the final C2 bike, we were hanging out in the 1450 to 1500 range on that last C2 Ooh. bike. Very painful. Very painful. But the motivation on that event is is that, um, for me, my motivation is if I can win this event, I have 70 points ahead of second place. I can rest easy this afternoon knowing mm-hmm. that I've got to make a tremendous mistake tonight. Um, uh, you know, So I, I also love the I mean, I love them. I love the machines. I love the pain of yeah. that. So I spent a oh, yeah. ton of time I, doing that. You know, this is what we do. If I, if I had done that, I don't think I would have held that type of pace. Uh, just knowing myself as an athlete. But again, you had to know where you are at in that. And maybe yes. I would have tried to make up time somewhere else. Uh, I don't think 75 double unders uh, each each of those rounds is that much. In fact, I'm surprised it wasn't. Uh, I, I'm surprised they didn't do single under crossovers, to be honest with you, or some something different. For, they gave, they gave something. the individuals a heavy rope uh, for their, what, second to last event or something like that. Um, yep. There, there could have been other ways to, to test it, but hey, this was this was pretty cut and dry. Yeah. Uh, nice little piece. Uh, it produced some good races, and you were inside. Yes, it was, good and event. it was really fun. It, it, it was fun. I think for most people involved, the last set of double unders can ended up coming down to a race for a lot of different divisions, a lot of different people. You know, right, correct. There's nothing like a double under race when you're just waiting to see a judge's hand pop up five, four, three, two, one, yeah. and then someone goes. It makes for something exciting. And then we get yep. to the last event, which was one of the funnest final, tests out there. Final positions. I like the name of that. <laughs> and your your positions were four time, six minute cap, 20 bar muscle ups, and 30 alternating dumbbell squat snatches. Key being the squat snatch. For your age group, for the men, it was 70 pounds. And for the 50, uh, it was uh, 50 pounds, a 50-pound dumbbell. It was heavy. It was heavy. And yeah, Uh yeah, I'm sure. You're like a six-minute, how is this going to be a race? This is really hard. And in the warm-up area, I think all of us were thinking this was going to be a lot harder than it was, or it's going to take a lot longer than we thought. Right. You know, we, we, we did... We were like, are you going to go unbroken on muscle-ups? I don't know. Are you going to go unbroken? I don't know. And we all went unbroken, like almost all of us. Yeah, I was going to say, the younger age groups did. The older age groups, there's some 
there's some uh, folks being human there. Yeah. Uh, maybe, maybe like a 12.8 or 15.5. I think a couple of people tried to push it, get as close to 20 as possible, came off and uh, went from there. But knowing that you still had, yeah, you, you still had 30 squat snatches. It was not 20 muscle ups for time. That would have been a completely different race. Uh, but the squat snatches, I was watching as I watched as much as I could. I was surprised at how fast uh, they went. There yeah. were there hardly any drops. It was just change hands, change, change hands up at the top and go right back down. Yeah. If you were to ask me to do this workout in practice, I would have never done it like this. Um, it's it's right. all on That's the line. Think about you, you have this, you have an audience and there's adrenaline and all that stuff. And adrenaline will last quite a while in a situation like this, at least a couple of minutes of it. And uh, we all go unbroken just out of necessity because I guess, you know, once you get going, you're like, well, these guys aren't breaking. I can just tell by their movement patterns. They're not breaking. They're right. pacing these bar muscle ups. OK, get to the dumbbell snatches and I'm going to go six and four. That was my plan. Again, I get to the six and I feel good and I'm not stopping. So I get to 10. I, I step forward to the next dumbbell. So they had three dumbbells yeah, out there. You had, to, 10. you had to advance after every 10. Yep. Second set of 10. I'm like, I guess I'm going unbroken. Wow, I'm going unbroken. I'm surprising myself. And now I got oh. Ryan Redkey who can dumbbell snatch like a like a giant. He is just amazing at this movement. Uh, but anyway, <clears throat> there was quite a few of us that went unbroken, 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 unbroken all the way through this thing. And even those that broke up a little bit, still remarkable efforts. Because in the warm-up area, we would do like three or four muscle-ups and then two or three dumbbell snatches and step away with a high heart rate. Like just... Uh -huh. Wow. Wow. This is tough. This is harder than we think. And then we get out there on the floor and there's something about the Coliseum floor. You've been there. I've been there. Mm -hmm. It's a magical experience. And you, your yep. capacity is is uh, elevated when you're out there. I mean, some things you just can't do. I mean, it's not like I could go out there and snatch 300 pounds. OK, I can't do that. But I can do 10 unbroken dumbbell snatches because I got mm -hmm. an entire audience right in front of me cheering me to the finish line. That is a legit uh, it's a legit help in that situation. Correct. So yeah. it was fast. I don't I have no idea what my time was really on any of the events. Uh, but I did. I got across that line and it was I needed to get, uh, I think, better than third place, better than second place, third place or something. I, I think I got second place in the event. And wow, was that a fun, fun. Oh, workout. wait, you had you had such a lead. I think if you would have finished any worse than ninth or it's ninth or 10th. Like yeah. yeah. So you finishing second? Is that yeah. right on that yeah. event? Yeah, yeah, it was second just for fun. Easily one. It was yeah. a it was super fun. And I mean, I, I gotta tell you, if if you're at home and you haven't tried this event, uh it was it was exceptionally fun. Uh it takes a tremendous warm-up. Like for me, I've got to warm up Correct. dumbbell squat snatches a lot. This isn't something that you just go out and just snatch a 70-pound dumbbell. No. Uh, but I took a lot of time to warm up, spent a lot of time at the bottom of a squat with a dumbbell overhead to get my body acclimated ready for that kind Correct. of movement but I'll, I'll tell you what they get better and better and better so one of those movements the more you do the better they get uh, i was gonna say when i've uh, recently uh dumbbell snatched uh, ankle mobility was a big thing um yeah. i don't have the greatest mobility in my ankles and i know i spent a lot of time trying to warm them up trying to feel that position because when you do have that lockout overhead in the right position it to steal the term that you just used it does it's a it's a much more magical feel like hey yes went up popped it locked into position arms overhead i could 
drop it, do the same thing with the other arm. But it takes a long time to get going. It does. It takes so long to get. But once you're there, boy, it feels good, right? Yep, exactly. So, well, congratulations. All the tests. You were probably ready for another test or two. But uh, I think... uh, I was, yeah. Yeah, feeling, you know, day after probably even cumulatively pretty sore from everything. Um, 30 squat snatches after two days after the hundred wall balls, uh, you know, plus the pounding of a five K yeah. hurt the yeah. legs. I'm sure the legs were, yeah, really I feeling was, I ankles. was, uh, I was still tired. The, the, the legs were still tired. Um, I could, we could have done some more events, but just, just give us a break on our quads, man. It was a, it was a squat heavy couple of days. Um, and so, yeah, our, our quads were dead, but a really overall, I think the overall test was, uh, while it wasn't as complex as some of us wanted, it was a well-balanced test. We had weightlifting. Uh, I mean, we, yeah. we did only touch a barbell twice, but that's okay. I think that's totally okay. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The rest of the tests really pushed our fitness. Um, you know, you, you had to be a very fit human being to go in there and do well. And that's not to say that anyone showed up that wasn't fit. Every competitor that shows up there is incredibly fit. Um, and it's an honor, honestly, to be out there on the playing field with all these guys. And, yeah. you know, there's something that, that even when I did get passed on the 5K by these two guys, I was like, God, they are so fast. Like, they're so fit. It's fun to see super fit, unique individuals out there just selling their selves uh, yep. on the competition floor. In my age group, in the other age groups, the teenagers were amazing. The adaptive athletes are beyond amazing. Um, uh, it's just a it's, it's just great. And it, there's something really special about the CrossFit games that entire week. I didn't leave the games the entire week. I didn't drive a car. Uh, we lived in the RV on site. I never left. Mm-hmm. Seven days I'm on that site. And it's just wow, an amazing experience. Really amazing. Right. Circling back to what we talked about at the beginning with where are they going to be next year? Boy, I hope they find a site that allows you to do that all over again. <laughs> Not 100%. back and forth. 100%. Uh, but, but last thing I'll say about the, the tests here. Um, you knew Dave Castro was involved in the games again this year when he had that post of the uh, <laughs> doc. And... Uh, early morning, something about that. And everybody's heart probably skipped a couple of beats. Age groups didn't swim. Yeah. I mean, well, yep. neither did Noah um, swim. Yeah. Noah swam, but it's, it's unusual for individuals not to, you have to go back many years. I can't recall which one right. they didn't swim, but for age groups, it now seems to be hit or miss depending on True. where you're at or, uh, but no swimming. And I'm sure there were a few people that were probably pretty happy. I oh, know man. you've worked hard on it, but we, uh, you know, we, through each individual age group, I'm sure a couple of competitors were yep. like, thank goodness. Yes. Just keep me on dry land and make me do wall balls. Well, I prefer dry land, but uh, I was ready. And I've been to the games five times, and so we've swam three times. So we're almost, okay. we're just yeah, 60, 40, yeah. 60%. Yep, yep. Well, that's that's the games recap. Those are the workouts. Um, guys, if you have questions for us about those workouts, uh, send it to us on uh, on Instagram or uh, if you're listening on YouTube, you can leave a comment below because we really we really enjoy answering questions. But uh, really quick, Rick, we've gone a little long tonight. What do you got for mm-hmm. a pick of the week? Well, I said I would follow up with this and I'll give you my review, although I don't think I broke them in as much as you guys have. But the new Reebok Nano X3s uh, did break them out uh, from what I have been able to do with them, including rope climbs. Uh, and to me, that's a test. Uh, how do the sides of the both shoes based on how I lock my feet? Um, how do they hold up and fare? Uh, I'll give them two thumbs up. Uh, I think they, you can, uh, weightlifting, um, 
you can run. They feel pretty good running. Um, I'd still ra- rather for longer distances have running shoes on. Uh, but when you need to run and do Helen, for example, uh, they're more than capable of that. So uh, I think Reebok did another good job. I have not jumped on the bandwagon with all these other shoe brands that are out there. But uh, so far, the Nanos, as each successive model has come out, I think they've gotten progressively better. So uh, I like them. I liked them, too. Uh, I wore them for the entire games, except for the lifting. They were great. Uh, they climbed the rope well. They gripped the rope well. I was able to slide down the rope as well. So uh, they're great shoes. In fact, I have been wearing them ever since I got them. So uh-huh. uh, they're yeah, they're good. I, I like them. Uh, I like them more than the X2s, I think, at this point. I think they're, mm-hmm. I, I don't, they feel more old school a little bit uh, with, a, with a good base. So they were great. I want to give a, uh, a quick recommendation. Uh, I could just share that I've had the Ice Barrel, the traditional Ice Barrel, which they call the Ice Barrel 400. And I've had that for oh over a year now. And uh, in the hotter climates, I wrapped that with insulation uh, in order to keep my water cold. I have a penguin cooler that keeps the water cold. But to keep that thing from, from burning out or overworking, I've wrapped the the ice barrel in insulation. Well, they just came out with the ice barrel 300. They are not a sponsor of this podcast, by the way. It's just, it's just, Mm -hmm. I just love this thing. It is an insulated ice barrel. It's a little bit thicker. Ah. It's a little bit lower to the ground. So instead of climbing up into it, like on a stair, you just step into it and then you have to sit into it. So I like the first ice barrel where I, I literally let myself in there by letting my arms just (laughs) loose. And now I'm in it. Yeah. The new one, I actually have to choose to sit down in it, and uh, that's just a little more. Uh, I have more apprehension, but I'm just getting mental, used to it. mental strength mental. it takes to get that's that it. there. <laughs> but the insulation is great. It is a it's a it's a little bit thicker, a little bit lower to the ground. But uh, Ice Barrel w- was out there at the games, and I and I got this Ice Barrel 300 with my Penguin Chiller, uh, and. Penguin Chiller is making an adapter for this particular uh, ice barrel that'll fit a little bit better, which is awesome. Um, but I love it. I really like it. I've I've used it for the past four or five days um, since I switched over. And uh, two thumbs up. It's great. It's good. And it's it's, a, and it's, it's a insulated. Big I'm looking, insulated. looking at pictures right now yep. of it. Interesting. Very neat. Slightly different design, but I did get to yeah. meet the founder of Ice Barrel in person. Great guy. Great team around him. Uh, they were a sponsor at the games. So I, I think he said they brought 250 ice barrels to the games to use at the games. I mean, wow. As a sponsor, like at all venues. Yeah. Oh my God. It was absolutely amazing. So, um, that's, that's uh, you had them, you had them after the events at North park, right? We In did the back there. Yep. Yeah, they're okay, there. Side. They're also um, they're they're everywhere. They were uh, in other areas in, by the warm up area. There were a couple of ice barrels there. Um, I mean, just everywhere you turned, there was an ice barrel and probably someone in it. So uh, oh, really crazy. Wow. Yeah, excellent. Well, Rick, that concludes our episode this week. I appreciate you jumping on tonight, and uh, we have some guests coming up. Be sure to tune in next week. Uh, We've got a fun episode coming, just like every week, obviously. Uh, With that said, everyone, thanks for tuning in to the Masters in Motion podcast. If you found this episode helpful, we'd be grateful if you could take a moment to leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or your preferred podcast app. Your support helps us reach more listeners and grow our Masters community. Until next time, get bolder, not older. See ya.